0: Hello, and welcome to Anything But Traditional. I'm your host, Tamar Ben-Svi, and I'm so happy that you are here today to listen to this week's episode. In this episode, you will hear from a student who has been on the Ohio State University campus for nine years. College campuses these days are one that is often filled with so much hate. It is so horrible what is going on regarding anti-semitism. And this student is here today to let us in on her life on campus, what she's experienced, her stories, her friends, the Jewish people's story on campus. This episode guest was asked to be anonymous because she was too nervous to have her name be on the podcast. She didn't know what could happen. It is devastating though we must hide our identity sometimes, though we must not show who we are because we are so nervous about the anti-Semitism and hate. It is scary times that we are living in, and we must address these times head on. Thank you to this week's guest for sharing her story, for sharing what is happening on college campuses, all throughout the United States of America a place that is supposed to be a freedom a place that is supposed to be of liberty pursuit of happiness but yet is being destroyed by hate thank you for sharing your story I'm here with the Ohio State University student, um, and I'm so excited to be speaking with her today. She is a graduate student at OSU, Ohio, the Ohio State University. She's here to tell her story. She's a Jewish student um, on campus, and she has experienced, you know, a lot of hate over the past few months, past months, and um, even years, I guess. How long would you say that you've been experiencing the hate of anti-Semitism on the, uh, the Ohio State University campus? Um, so I will say it like kind of
1: comes and goes. The first time I experienced like anti-Semitic hate is when I was helping advocate for to vote no on a BDS resolution that was coming to the um, student population. So I was out. We have like a big area where there are a bunch of um, buildings around, it, and then the library on the end, and it's called the Oval. So I was out on the Oval, just giving, handing out flyers, telling people to vote no, like kind of explaining why. Um, and at one point, so like there were some students who would just come and like ignore me, and that's fine. I don't care. Um, at one point, though, there was one. Po- student who was very upset and very angry and he came up to me and he yelled at me and told me that I was worse than the Nazis. So that was probably the first instance that I experienced something like that. Um, But then the BDS vote came. Thank God no the no's won so it didn't pass. Um, And then things kind of calmed down because there was no much more. Not so much more. And then, when I really started um, experiencing more anti-Semitism was when I became a graduate student.
0: How many years have you been on the campus, roughly?
1: So, about this is about my ninth year because I did undergrad, my master's, and now I'm doing my PhD. Wow!
0: So you've been in the Ohio State University for a very long time. So you've also seen how things have developed over the years. It's not just like, oh, you're a new student and, you know, you're seeing it for the first time. Like, you're seeing the progression of, like, hate as the years have gone on.
1: Yes. And I will say that every year that I have been there, that I can recall, there has been some type of, like, BDS movement and vote. Um, I feel like every year as I was there, it kind of got... Worse and worse and worse to the point that um, it. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before. I can't remember exactly. But this the student council, undergraduate student council, went about it in a way that didn't give it to the students to vote. And if you ask me, they went about it in like a shady way, and they brought it just to the student government, which it ended up passing. By the president of the undergrad um, student government ended up kind of just letting it sit and expire, and he never signed it into action or anything. So while it passed the government, it never actually, quote unquote, went into effect. Not that any of these BDS um, votes on campus ever do go into effect, because the university is not going to follow it. It's just a way to say, we don't like Jews.
0: Wow. So do you feel that the university hates Jews or do you, right? Like you're saying that the university is not necessarily anti-Jewish, but that the people that go to the university are. So I'm not going to say that
1: because we happen to be one of like the largest universities. Um, it's like 60,000 students or something crazy wow. like that. There, But there is a small fraction who make a loud noise I would say um so like I'm saying most people like when we were standing out there telling people to vote no like I said most people kind of just walked by they also walked by the vote yes people they could care less they're 18 year old kids they're just like we're here maybe to get an education maybe to have fun go to some football games like Even with the student um, population voting, I think out of the like 60,000 students or whatever, maybe 3,000 voted in total or something like a very small percentage.
0: They're just loud and violent.
1: Yes. I would, yes. They like to make a scene, they like to try to get their voice heard, and they like to be involved in the student government.
0: So, what do you think makes them? want to be so loud what makes them want to advocate so intensely
1: i think they believe in their cause um so and osu happens to be a place that everywhere you look like especially the buildings and everything it is a lot of jewish names like you have the moritz law school you have the Wexner Medical Center you have the Stein Arena like all these things um, like at least when I walk around and I read all these names I'm like oh we're in I'm in a Jewish place because it's all these Jewish names even though it's not a Jewish place at all it's a huge public university um, so I don't know if that kind of plays into it too but I think it's also just I mean you see around the country it's and really the world it's these college students who want to feel like they're doing something good, they don't really know all the facts, um, and they're not really learning them either. So when they're being persuaded and saying you're helping with these oppressed people and all these like um, clickbait words and things, the just general student population will be like, okay, I'll go along. Yeah, I'm for human rights. Of course, who isn't? I don't want to see atrocities happen. Who does? So the ones who are like really loud and advocating, they believe in their cause, whether that's a good cause or not, again, is up for debate. Um, but they don't want to have that debate either. So And then they're just trying to persuade. It also doesn't help that on college campuses, and I'm not saying I haven't really seen this at OSU. I have, I've not experienced um, professors coming out and being like blatantly anti-Israel or anti-Semitic, really, Um, at least not like teaching in the classrooms. But there is just kind of that atmosphere of the liberal arts colleges and colleges in general trying to say that Israel is the oppressor and the Palestinians are being oppressed. Um
0: but it's not just Israel, right? Because like you don't live in Israel. Your family doesn't live in Israel. Uh I know that you have some family in Israel, but most of your family is not in Israel. Um it's not like they know that your family is in Israel, right? So it's not about Israel. It's really about anti-Semitism. It's about ju- hating the Jewish people. Yes, but they
1: hide it under that anti-Zionism. where We don't have a problem with... Some of them are hiding it, saying we don't have a problem with um, Jewish people. We just have a problem with Zionists and Israelis.
0: But in the past, you've also gotten just blatant anti-Semitism not having to do with Israel
1: yes so right so there are two sides of the coin like for example when you're when I'm out there advocating for Israel and anti-BDS and all these things then it's definitely geared towards Israel whereas when I started my master's and was in graduate school um at first I was like I had my lab mates and at first I thought they really just don't know. They've heard all these stereotypes. Um, So I tried explaining it to them because they would be like, oh, all Jews are rich. Like, you're really rich. Your house is made of gold. You just have gold bars
0: everywhere. I wish.
1: (laughs) Right. I'm like, I wish what you were saying is true, but it's not. Like, And meanwhile, these graduate students would go on to say like how they grew up and the schools they went to and things. And I'm like, you're definitely like so much wealthier than I am. You grew up so much more wealthy than me. Um, I don't get how you don't see that, but they wouldn't. And so again, when they first said that, cause for some of them, I was the first Jew they'd ever met. They, so, and they hear the stereotypes. They're like, so when first, when they were asking it, I think they were genuinely asking. Cause again, you walk around OSU, you see the name Schottenstein Wexner, like, so I can understand how you would be like, oh, yeah, Jews are rich. Like, they have all their buildings named for them. Um, so when they first asked it, I was, like, being genuine. I'm like, no, it's not true. Like, yes, you have wealthy Jews, just like you have wealthy non-Jews. But it, we're not all rich. But then they just kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And that's when I was like, so you're not actually asking. You're just playing along and trying to be mean
0: wow so i know that the buildings are all named you know after jewish people or a lot of them are named after jewish people but my question is how many jews go to osu like what do you know a rough estimate i think the last time i heard
1: i want to say it was maybe about two thousand students and again we have wow. a giant um campus so it's not a huge percentage even though it sounds like a lot but i mean it sounds like two at two
0: thousand out of sixty thousand right
1: i think so i my numbers could be a little off but i the last i heard i'm pretty sure that was the estimate
0: and how many people would you say show that they're jewish have like jewish identity right because there's jews that like don't aren't affiliated and then there's Jews that are affiliated that have you would say less than that is affiliated of the 2000 um I'm not
1: sure to be honest I definitely like less than the 2000 are I will say what really like connected me with more of the Jews on campus was when I was advocating for Israel I made a lot of friends through that I met a lot of people And that was kind of something that most of the Jews could like come together and rally around. Um, and then obviously you have the Jews who always go to Hillel, always go to Chabad. Um, so I don't know exact percentages. I will say the one most, like 99% of the Jews I know on campus are proud Jews. Like they'll say they're Jewish. Um, They'll, again, they'll go whether it's to Chabad, Hillel, or Jewish events or something.
0: So since the, you know, since October 7th, have you seen a development of Jewish pride, hate for the Jewish people? Like, what have you seen since October 7th?
1: Yes, I've definitely seen more Jewish pride. Like, we've had rallies um, at OSU and um candlelight vigils and different things like the first rally we had which was I can't remember the exact date but it was like right after October 7th um when everyone got back from circus and everything um it may have been that Monday actually and we had a rally that got like 500 students wow Um, yeah which is a lot um,
0: it's a quarter of the Jewish population right?
1: I think so yeah like, I mean I, I will say school. not all like there were definitely some who weren't Jewish there too um, but ma- but majority were Jewish um, and then even we then a couple weeks later had like a candle vigil and it got I think over 200 students um, but there have also been the anti-Israel ones with the pro Palestinian yelling from the river to the sea, all the things. So,
0: like, you've it's crazy because you know, in Israel, like, we're almost protected from that type of anti Semitism, meaning we have our own, obviously, like, we're fighting a war here, but it's not like we see it on a daily basis this blatant anti Semitism of like, from the river to the sea. And I'm like, it's crazy to hear that, like, you've would- Actually, experience that,
1: yes. So, I will say, I don't know if it was OSU exactly, or if it was Wexner who kind of protected a little bit against that. Just because, so through Chabad and Hillel, they made one of like those hostage tables where like they set a giant table and they had all the hostage posters and all the names and everything um, on display and it was all day and it was, um, at what's called like the Wexner Plaza. And so once it got around that this was happening, the group SJP students for justice in Palestine, um, they decided they were going to have a rally, um, at the, basically at the table. So, they dig so from – again, I don't know how true it is or not. I did not talk to Wexner or anyone at OSC myself. But what I heard was that originally the table was actually supposed to be somewhere else. But Wexner said, no, we're going to move it to Wexner Plaza. And once it's there, they cannot come to Wexner Plaza and do it.
0: What is Wexner Plaza? Like, what is Wexner? So Les Wexner is a
1: – very wealthy ohio person like he owns victoria secret and a lot of real estate and stuff oh,
0: and
1: he donates a lot yeah. of money to osu and like the art center is has his name the medical he's jewish yes the medical center Got it. has his name um so wexner plaza it's basically just like an open area of space by like the art center that is a plaza So, so he didn't let, he wasn't letting SJP like have it there. So what they ended up doing was they had it, they started out on the Oval and then they marched basically to where we were. But I, but what I was told was because there's the plaza and then there's the art building and then past that is like the Oval. So what I was told is they came into the building, but then the police actually like were by the doors and did not that, let them actually come out to the plaza. Again, I'm not verifying any of this cause I did not go into the building. I didn't like, I saw police there cause the police were, they were there the whole day. The table was set up and everything just to make sure nothing went awry. Um, by again their freedom of speech was not taken away because they were allowed on the oval and to march and to come up very close and believe me when we were standing at that table we heard them um and there were pro-palestinian people walking by like there was somebody with a wheelchair who had a sign on the back saying queers for palestine um so they there still were people like we weren't stopping anyone from coming. We weren't limiting anybody's freedom of speech. And I say, we, I wasn't really part of it. I just went and supported. Um, I did not help set up or anything, but so, yeah. So like anytime, even when we had that candlelight vigil, there was some dumb college student while, while we were basically just praying for the hostages to come home and this, some like dumb college student came up and yelled, Free Palestine, and nobody gave him the time of day. Like it's not like we then went and were like, really? Like no, we just went on with what we're doing and then he stood there for a minute. He realized he wasn't getting any attention and he walked away. Um
0: right. ignoring is sometimes the best.
1: Yes. Especially in these situations because and that kid I can tell you, he was just looking for a reaction. He, I guarantee that kid knew nothing about Israel or Palestine. Like, I don't think he could tell you where Israel is on a map. Uh, I don't think he could tell you where Gaza is on a map. So it was
0: crazy. So, okay. So, you know, one of the things that we do on anything but traditional, which makes our podcast, you know, unique, is that, yes, we talk about these big, juicy topics, but we also want to get to know, like, What somebody's background is, right? Like, what? Great. Like, you're in this college. You're on. Great. Now you're in a PhD program. You're, you know, you've done college, masters, PhD in this school. But like, where did you come from? How did you end up here? And I think that that's something that's like really, you know, interesting to understand because I feel like, you know, I know for me, for instance, and I know also, like, your like, other people in your family, they went to Stern, they went to IU, like, you know, they didn't go to OSU, and I think it's unique that you did go to OSU and that you are, you know, there for nine years, and uh, the question is, like, where did you grow up, what was your family like, and yeah, like, if you could just maybe talk a little bit about, like, how you ended up at OSU, that would be amazing.
1: Yes. So like a lot of, I would say, Orthodox Jews in America, I grew up going to a modern Orthodox day school um, my whole life, like preschool through high school. And then I went to seminary in Israel. So I really, like, I'm so lucky that I didn't grow up with this like blatant anti-Semitism or anything because I was surrounded by Jews all day really like all my friends were Jewish um a lot of my teachers were Jewish and the ones who weren't like they were teaching at a Jewish day school they weren't gonna be outwardly (laughs) anti-Semitic for sure so it and I I Yes, my whole family and everyone did go to Yeshiva University and Stern College and everything, but I, it just wasn't for me. I did try. I did go to Stern for one year, it happens to be. I did try oh, it. out. I didn't know that. Yes, I did try it out, but it just wasn't for me. Like it wasn't the right fit, um, and I wanted, like, I wanted a good college education experience. Um, I wanted a four-year degree, so I didn't want to go to community college. So I decided to go to OSU. Um, it besides for Stern, that was the only other place I applied to, and I got in. Thank God! So that's where I decided to go. Um, and I like I had friends there who weren't Jewish that I met through um, different classes and things like I was a, in the STEM fields um, so in the sciences and people who I just felt like I wouldn't necessarily get along with. that's the thing about OSU it's it's so big that you really you don't have to like if there's somebody you feel like you won't get along with you never have to see them really. So uh, people who I met who I thought were good people, I would hang out with and study with and become friends with. Um, and that's why it was somewhat easier to, I would say, like avoid the anti-Semitism in undergrad because you weren't forced really to hang out with or be with people. It was not that It wasn't the case for that in grad school because once you're in a lab and you're in a smaller program, you're kind of forced to be with these people and not necessarily hang out with them outside of the lab or anything. But when you're doing research in a lab, you're pretty much there all day and you're with them all day. So that's kind of when it started hitting me more and realizing people aren't necessarily great people
0: so you know in terms of your peers right in terms of the other students have people said stuff to you have you gotten any like specific hate from your peers like what what has that been like
1: recently you're saying since october 7th
0: both since october 7th but also in general like you've been there for nine years have you ever gotten like specific hate towards you um, yeah, like
1: I was saying, I would have lab mates and, like, other people saying the and semitic slurs and everything, and then there would be kind of, I would say I would have other lab mates kind of countering, being like, wait, what are you saying? That's, like, not okay, um, So I would have people who would have my back, I will say. And, like, I'm very grateful for them. Like I said, my other lab mate, who he texted me right away, um, like, he would – I feel like he would always have my back. Um, So when he would hear these kinds of things, he would be like, what? Like, no, that's not okay. Um, But, yeah, I would have people since October 7th. I have me personally I haven't had anyone come up and like say anything blatantly anti-semitic I have realized that some people aren't as friendly with me and aren't as willing to just come up and say hi um so and I will say that no, like I was very disappointed. I've kind of given up on the like students and department. It's sad to say because none of them would even since October seventh. None of them have even come up to me and been like, "How are you? Are you okay?" Um, like there is one person. She's not a graduate student, or she is a graduate student, but she's a visiting scholar. And she had just come, like, we don't really know each other. And, but one day we were in the lab and just like talking and she was like, and just like you normally would ask somebody when you see them in the morning, like, oh, hey, what's up? How are you? And I just said, I'm like, I'm not doing okay. And she's like, oh, like, why? What's wrong? And I was like, well, I have family in Israel and it's hard. And I don't even think she knew I was Jewish. And as soon as I said, she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. Like, if you ever need a talk, I'm here. Like, I can't really do anything. But, and just by that, I'm like, thank you so much. That means so much to me. Um, Like, thank you. And she's like, yeah, no, if you need anything. I'm like, so like people like that, I'm like, okay, they genuinely don't know. Like, again, she just came. She hadn't, like I said, I don't even think she knew I was Jewish or anything. But as soon as she heard, she was like, oh, my gosh. Whereas then I have other lab mates who I've been with for years. And I wore my like, so Ohio State, our mascot is the Buckeye, which is a nut. Um, <laughs> it is. But um, but we're called the Buckeyes. So through Ohio there was a campaign through Chabad and Hillel to make like t-shirts like Ohio State stands with Israel, like Buckeyes is for Israel, Israel high whatever. And so as soon as I got the t-shirt, I was wearing it. And I even had like lab mates who see me wearing the t-shirt and they still said nothing. And I'm like, okay, I guess that kind of shows your character. Like they see my posts on social media And still, like, I see that they see it, and still they say nothing. So, I'm like, okay, I mean, I don't know if they just want to be ignorant, or they just don't care about me, or what, but, so that's why I say, like, at this point, I've kind of given up on them,
0: I'm like, it's been over a month, they've had plenty of time. That's really, really crazy. Um, And I know that you were telling me a little bit before the podcast began, but, uh, You know I didn't want to finish your story Because it seemed really interesting Um There seems to be really like Intense violence also on campus It's not just like a Like minuscule like People are saying stuff and verbal abuse It's like there's violence Yes So this made I even saw it made National
1: news because I was Watching the news Um This past week there were two incidents. One, I'll start with the first one, which I don't think was, I don't think got violent, where basically two students went into the OSU Hillel building, started um, tearing down Israeli flags and yelling anti-Israel anti-Semitic things and vandalizing the building. Um, But again, I don't think they actually like touched any person. I don't think it got that point to get violent. So that happened one day. And then I want to say it was like the next night, More it was 4 a.m. So if you're on call that night or morning, um, two students were walking, not exactly. It's like right off of campus, like campus is right here across the street. or right here across the street is off campus so technically they were off campus but it was right across the street and they were approached by these were two male students who were approached by two other males and they asked them if they were Jewish and the students said yes and then the ones who at like the ones who asked if they were Jewish just started violently attacking them um sending both of them to the hospital one kid had a broken nose from what i heard the other kid had a broken jaw and again they didn't ask wow so it's not anything to do with israel palestine israel gaza any of that because they didn't ask are you pro israel are you whatever they asked are you jewish um So that, because also another thing at OSU was it, it took hate crimes in order for the president or the acting president, we don't actually have like a full on president yet, that the new one who was hired starts in January, but there is an acting president and there is a board of trustees and it took hate crimes in order for the acting president to send out an email Um, because prior to that there were there were girls on on the oval handing out like or selling or handing out whatever it was bracelets for Israel and um, I'm not even sure if the girls were jewish necessarily but they were trying to be like standing with israel and they got spat on so that was like the first hate crime that occurred and that caused the president to send out an email saying we don't accept and he went through all the things anti-semitism islamophobia bigotry hatred racism basically we don't accept any of it and that and then it took but it
0: wasn't anything specific to israel or the jewish people so they did say how they put out a
1: statement on the website saying they condemn the terror attack and any terrorists and they condemn what hamas did on october 7th um they did say that first and then they went into and on this campus we don't accept it. And then they also went on to saying how, because our Buckeye community is so great and strong, our campus has not been as bad as other campuses. Um, which to me, I'm like, is kind of laughable. I'm like, any type of anything is bad. So I, I don't sure. think that line was necessary. Um, but they put it in there. And then Again, that same week, they had to send out another one because it actually reached the point of, like, physical violence um, where they were sent – kids were sent to the hospital just
0: because they were Jewish. Um, Crazy. Were they – I mean, I'm just, you know, curious, like, were they outwardly Jewish and, like, people – like, like they were wearing, like, you know, strimals or, like, were they, like (laughs) – um, like, like
1: definitely not strimals I don't know if the boys were wearing Keepas. I have a feeling they weren't but I don't know um I when I was talking to a friend of mine who actually like I personally don't know the boys because I'm they're undergrads I'm a lot older yeah. than them um but when I was talking to a friend of mine who does know them she was like they were probably wearing their Jewish star necklaces or something Um, so insane so right because i don't know why else you would just come up to them like it's not like they were walking out of hillel or chabad they were walking out of i want to say a restaurant or something and it might not even have been kosher it was not if it was a restaurant it was not a kosher restaurant
0: great like that's crazy so i think like one of the big questions right is that as we were saying you grew up In a very insular community, the Orthodox, you know, Jewish community, and you, you know, your siblings, your parents, it's a big YU community, like big YU family. Did you ever think that you would experience anything like this? No,
1: I. Like I said, I. You hear about like growing up, you always hear about anti-Semitism and everything, but I. Truly believed like oh, but it wouldn't happen to me because it's never happened. Like, why would it? I I live in America where this kind of thing doesn't happen. Um, I even when like I have friends who um, whether they're siblings or parents or other people either went to osu worked for osu whatever it was and i never heard stories from them either so even going to osu i'm like oh but osu is safe like osu is a good place there's no anti-semitism there um i mean i was definitely very naive and i when i was applying to osu and really any college like 10 years ago now it was a much different world And it didn't even cross my mind to think of like, I have to think of anti Semitism on campus. Um, So it wasn't really even until I got to OSU and was there when you hear more stories about whether it's on OSU or at other college campuses. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. And then, especially now, um, you really have to think of it. Like whether it's undergrad students who come to me saying they want to go to a master's program or a PhD program. Um, and I tell them like, like, for example, I had one friend come to me and she wants, I don't know if she still wants to, but this is prior to October 7th. Um, she really wanted to go to Cornell for her master's degree. And I straight out told her, I was like, if it were me, I would not go there right now. As a Jewish student, I would not feel comfortable there. And she, she didn't hear about the incident. And I like told her what happened. She's like, oh, that's scary. And I'm like, yeah, it's a different world where you have to really think of it and put in perspective, like what's going to happen to me if I go here, like what will I experience?" Um, so, I think she might also be reconsidering where she's planning on attend graduate
0: school. Wow. So, you know, coming from Israel, where it's kind of funny because I feel like, as I said, we in Israel, yes, we're on the forefront of fighting, but we're not experiencing that anti Semitism that is in the States, right? Many, I know many people in Israel feel much safer in israel than they would in america because america has so much anti-semitism and you're really experiencing that so i'm just curious like have you you know or has you know have your has your family has people have people around you like is there different talk about israel moving to israel um like i don't know has your relationship to israel changed at all since you know october 7th i mean me personally and even my
1: family like we've always been like strongly connected to israel like we do have a lot of family there and we'll go visit and things like that um we've all spent the year after high school there so i don't think it's changed all that much like we still feel that way um I don't think I've heard anyone in my family saying that we're going to be moving to Israel now. Um, Like my parents haven't said that. I'm not saying that I will. Um, I don't think any of my siblings are saying that.
0: Do you think it's scarier in Israel or do you think it's scarier in the States? Like, I'm just curious from your perspective as, you know, someone on campus.
1: I think they're, they're, I'm gonna be honest I think they're both scary but I think it's different kinds of scary like thank god here we're not running to bomb shelters because a rocket is coming on us um like I said even at OSU and walking around like there's that underlying fear but I'm not super fearful um like just walking around campus, like I said, I'll wear my like I stand with Israel, I'll wear my Jewish star necklace like
0: and you'd still dress the same way in terms of like snoot and like in terms of like the you know I mean have you changed at all in terms of like you know wearing shorter skirts not wearing like I'm saying like like not looking as from uh no,
1: I mean I still dress the same way I dressed. I'm May even go on a limb and say that I try to maybe be a little bit more sneeas now. Like at times wow. when I wouldn't have necessarily worn something that went all the way up like my collarbone, and I'll be like, "Oh wait, let me do it. Let me make sure I do have that Jewish star or something out," because wow. yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Because on one side, like like I said, there is that fear because you do know walking around campus and I could feel it that there are people who are going to hate me just because I'm Jewish and that's always going to be the case. Um, But I also say that if we, like if there's no Jewish presence and there's nobody sticking up for the other side, it's so much worse off because then these impressionable college students are only hearing one side and then they're gonna grow up and actually go into the quote-unquote real world and have those views and it's just breeding more anti-semitism anti-israel rhetoric so that's why I'm not do I think orthodox students probably should go to YU Stern, Turo, wherever Maybe, but if they do want to go to a secular college, I'm not going to like be totally against it because I do feel like it is important to have your voice heard and to speak up and get that out. Um, Great. Show Jewish pride. Show Jewish pride. And I also think it's important to then see – the anti-Semitism that actually is being bred. Because right now, when you see on the news that a Cornell student was arrested because he said he was going to do horrible thing and go and find all the Jews and kill them, and when you see students being trapped in Cooper's Union library, it shows you that this is no longer about Israel, Palestine, Gaza. Like, it's so much more beyond that. So I think it also maybe is opening up people's eyes and being like, oh, wait, because I will say when I was out there and telling people to vote no on this BDS resolution and this guy came yelling at me saying that I'm worse than a Nazi and all these things, I did have at least three or four other students who, as far as I could tell, they're not Jewish could care like they did not care about this vote at all but they saw what was happening and they came up to me and they're like oh my gosh we're so sorry we'll vote no wow so it does shed a light on okay you have these poor Jewish students who are just trying to like get their message out and then you have these other people coming and yelling and making such a scene like that's also what we were taught when we were going out there and advocating they're like if it gets loud, if it gets anything, don't respond. Just be like, "Okay, thanks," and let them yeah move on. Well,
0: it was it's kind of funny because uh, I was at the mall with my sister in law like a few months ago, and I was you know we had basically wanted the same parking spot, and it's kind of I never even thought about this like muscle this parable as like um, something that is so like um relatable to this time, but basically I was at the mall with my sister-in-law and there was a person, whatever, we were waiting for this parking spot at Mal Kamal, and this person wanted like so we went into the spot and all of a sudden this person comes and was like, You took my spot, you took my spot. And my sister-in-law was so funny because I literally just got up, t- got out of my car, and just kept walking. And I'm like That's my spot. Like, she's not taking my spot. I'm not responding to her. Like, and my sister in law was like, You're so funny because you're just like, not, you just won't have it. Like, you're just like, I will not fight with you. I don't care what you're saying. I know that this is my spot. And I think, like, Lahadiel, like, I know it's different, but it's like, Israel is the Jewish peoples, and it's not the Arabs. It's not the Palestinians it's it it belongs to the Jewish people and I think that that's something that like we have to be remember we have to stand strong on that we are the Jewish people we you know Israel is ours and we have to make sure that you know even if there are hate messages and even if there are people spewing hate all around us to just keep moving and keep moving moving forward with our Jewish pride with our Israeli pride and just not don't listen to the haters
1: yeah no it's right so like i said that's why it's important that um even when we had that like hostage table out and we heard the students for justice in palestine coming and yelling like the chabad rabbitson was telling people like don't go to see them like we hear them we know what they're saying we know what they're trying to do by like by you going and giving them the attention that's what they want um so she couldn't tell students what to do like that's not her job but she was encouraging like just stay here get our message out um and yeah I mean I will say I don't think I saw any students actually, like, going to the Oval itself. Like, I saw a bunch of students, like, peeking out kind of just, like, to look. But none of them were, like, going in there to get involved or to yell back or anything like that. Because it really doesn't do much good.
0: Great. I feel like we have to be, like, you know, Arun Hakohan like, right now, kind of just, like, seek peace, pursue peace, but, like, kind of like you know do a lot say a little like kind of not show our make sure that we're heard but also make sure that we know the time and place and do what we have to do to make sure that we're heard but also to maintain our um righteousness to maintain our dignity to make sure that the you know make sure that the world sees us as dignified human beings that aren't gonna fight back like animals yeah um so i'm actually you know curious i didn't um i didn't hear the end of that story but i was wondering the person that right the the person that attacked the one that broke his nose and the other one with a jaw what happened to that attacker like did did the attacker get in trouble did they get did they get put in jail what happened to them I don't have the answers to that. I don't know if it
1: was caught on camera. We first got that letter from the president saying something has happened. A public safety notice will go out and we condemn hate, anti-Semitism, bigotry, Islamophobia, all the things. Um, And then there was anytime there's like Whether it's a police report or whatever goes out, we get a public safety notice from the university to let us know a crime has happened. So we got that public safety notice.
0: Are they investigating it?
1: (laughs) Yes. So it is being investigated as a hate crime. I can see that. Also, according to the public safety notice, it's saying that only one of the two victims were treated at the hospital and released but I was told from other people that somebody's nose was broken and the one with the jaw I think he's the one who actually needed like treatment I'm sure that the boys who it happened to they will be pressing charges just knowing who they are and their families but also the people who went into Hillel and were was vandalizing Hillel they didn't get them at the time but they do have them on camera and they do also have the car that they drove away with on camera so I think they will also be able to find them and charge them with something either evolving stories yes. they I mean yeah they just happen things wow. when it comes to charging and those kinds of things things typically is slow um so i'm sure as
0: more information comes it'll i'll hear about it so i have two questions you know to wrap up and uh here's the first one what is a mantra or what is some a that you have that keeps you going that makes you feel like i can do this i can face another day even with all the anti-semitism even with all the hate like what is something that you tell yourself and that you tap into to make sure that like you can keep going with all of this going on it's a great question
1: um I don't even know if I have one I kind of I kind of just wake up and I'm like okay another day another thing can happen but I just have to live my life I can't I can't worry about it too much because then it would be debilitating and I will not be able to get anything done. So it's kind of just like, okay, push forward, go on and deal with what comes.
0: Wow. I hear that. That's, it's very uh, commendable. Um, okay. And then the other question that I have for you is, what do you see as the future of college campuses in America? Do you wish that you didn't go to, you know, a secular college? Do you wish that you had continued that stern? Like, what do you, yeah. Like how do you feel about college campuses in general? And um, I know that you were saying to your, that you would tell your friend, like maybe now's not the best time, but like, in the future, do you think that there will be better time for college campuses? What What is the future? Do you think? And also, I guess the other part of that question is like, when you do graduate, do you think that you will feel pride when people ask you where you went to college, get your got your master's and your PhD? Do you think that you'll be able to say it with pride? Um.
1: So those are all loaded questions. Um, the future of like universities and colleges I think they really need to be reevaluated right now and figure out how to stop what's going on I think the future in and I know I get a lot of backlash for that from this um but I think a big problem with the university system, how it is now, is tenure. Because even take Cornell University, their professor who went out and said he felt exhilarated by what Hamas did and invigorated and finally the resistance and all these terrible things. Like, how can you say that? He still is receiving a paycheck from Cornell as far as I've heard he's been put on leave but being put on leave doesn't mean you're fired it just means right now you're not teaching but he still is getting a paycheck from them um, and is still a faculty member there and I would think it's mostly because he's tenured because getting rid of a tenured professor is nearly impossible so when you have all these tenured professors who can spew hate and teach hate and really not be held accountable, it's a problem. So I think unless there's something done on like a wide scale level to get rid of tenure um, and to actually punish professors who are just spewing hate and spewing anti-semitism then the like the future is it, it looks terrible
0: well it's so interesting that you're saying this because i think that you know a lot of people and maybe i'm wrong in this but i feel like a lot of people blame the gen zers and it's like oh the gen zers are so anti-semitic and whatever but a lot of the gen zers don't have tenure right like That's a lot of the older professors. You know, the Gen Zers is a much younger generation. I don't think a lot of Gen Zers are tenured professors. I think that people are like, oh, this anti-Semitism is new. This anti-Semitism is different. But, like, when you're talking about tenured professors, you're talking about people that are millennials or even older.
1: Yes. So, in terms of, like, college campuses, the students – that's what I'm saying. They're very impressionable. And when they're learning it from a tenured professor, that's one way. Obviously, they're also learning a lot of hate from TikTok and things like that, which, and social media, which is not necessarily the professors. But I don't know that universities can really do something about that. Like, that's on a much larger, broader scale, not college campuses. So when you're asking about the future of college campuses, that's where I'm saying hold professors accountable. Don't let them teach hate. Don't let them be hateful. Um, like you can talk about Israel and Palestine and everything, as long as you're not saying that Hamas are the good guys. Like, in my eyes, that's a big no-no. Um, and it should be a fireball offense.
0: Great. I hear you. I hear you. So if, if, you know, I'm sure that many parents are going to be listening to this episode. Um, Many parents that potentially have high school students. Um, You know, it's interesting because my dad went to grandma's and then he went to Penn, Princeton, and Harvard. And for so many years, I've been so proud of being like, yeah, my dad went to Penn, Princeton, and Harvard. Like, look at how smart he is. And now I'm like, those schools are not necessarily schools that you want to be associated with, you know, like, but, um, you know, so I feel like the associations are not as much there. I know that a lot of schools have spoken out and said, unless you can protect our students, we are not going to like let you come in for open houses or um, interviews or stuff like that. So I guess, you know, the big question is if you had, if you spoke to a class of 12th graders, 11th graders, and they were like, Where should I go to college? Or should I look into secular college? You know, especially as somebody that went to Stern and didn't, it didn't really work out and you didn't really want to be there. What would you say?
1: So I would say, again, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say don't go to Stern, don't go to YU. I'm not preaching that. I'm also not going to outright say don't go to a secular college. What I will say is when you are signing up to go to a secular university or college, be aware that there is an anti-Semitism problem. Um, If you decide to hide your Jewish star or not, come out right and say you're Jewish, at this point, I'm not going to blame you for that or tell you don't do that because it is scary. Um, And I'm not going to tell every 18-year-old going to college you have to be an advocate because a lot of people, that's not for them. They can't do that. But I will say, be aware of your surroundings. Be careful. When people show you who they are, believe them and maybe don't hang out with them. Um when professors sh- like do research into the professors because you don't want to fail a class just because they hate you and what you stand for. Um so it's a tricky situation and you just have to do a lot more research and be very careful and then find your group on campus cuz pretty much every campus is going to have their pro-Israel Jewish group, a Chabad house, a Hillel, wherever it is. So find that and be there as much as you can. Go to them for support because they're dealing with it and it's not easy on them, but they know at this point how to deal with it and they're there for you. Um, so I would say really kind of be more in check with your Judaism and just try to like, I'm not telling you not to have non-Jewish friends. Believe me, there are plenty of non-Jewish friends that I have who have been supportive and understanding and like, really like your lab partner. Exactly. So find those people and stick with them. But when the other people are showing you who they are, you don't need to hang out with them um you'll survive without them.
0: Wow. Chazak Vamatsk. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, this was definitely a intense episode. Um, but I think that it is a very informative, important discussion. Um, and it's also a discussion that I think, you know, as I've said, you know, a few times during this podcast, you know, coming from the Israeli perspective, which is funny to call myself such an Israeli when I have no Hebrew. But coming from a person that has lived in Israel for eight years, sometimes we really don't know what it's like to be in America, to be on the secular college campus. And I think um, tapping into that, you know, and I know that people are going to be listening to this episode that are in America, are in Canada, are in Germany, are in Belgium, like everywhere across the globe. I know that. But I think for me... In my perspective it's been very very informative so thank you for coming on um is there anything else you know you want to say is there anything else that maybe you want to share a last message i mean your last message was unbelievable but if there's anything else that you want to add um feel free to do so
1: Again, yeah, i want to say like i know it's a s- scary time it's a scary world um but you always have to have hope. You always have to believe that things can get better. And whatever way you think you can help with that, I encourage everyone to do so. Like I did um, email the board of trustees after it had been, I want to say like three weeks and they hadn't said anything about the Israel-Hamas war um so I did email them, just saying like it doesn't take much just to say we're against terrorism like that's all I'm asking so did that help in them putting out a statement I don't know I want to believe that it did and it, that's like a tiny thing that I could do to try to get something to happen so I just want to tell people and it happens to be the next day they did put out their statement on the website so maybe it did help I don't know who who's to say but there's always hope you can always try to do better and make the world a better place and you just have to keep doing that
0: so wow amen, I I mean I mean again thank you for coming on and uh I'm very excited for other people to hear this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Anything But Traditional. There's a lot to discuss. There's a lot to go through here. And you don't have to do it by yourself. We have an entire community, the Tales of Tamar community on Instagram. So just go put in at Tales of Tamar on Instagram and join the conversation anonymously, not anonymously you decide. I'm here to listen. Our community is here to listen. Thank you for listening.